All right. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Sam and Ross Like Things, the podcast where Sam and Ross talk about things that they like. I'm Sam. I'm Ross. I like things. Me too. That's cool. So for those of you who might be new to the show, because we've started uh, plugging it on Ross's business internet website. Yes. Uh, this is a show where Ross and I talk about things that we like. The rules are uh, we can't... Um, we. We can't hedge. There's too much hedging on the internet. So much hedging. Like, oh, I like this thing, but I realize it's not the best. It's like a hedge maze. Yeah, hedge maze. Mm-hmm. And uh, so on this show, we just pick a thing we like. We talk about it. And uh, and you don't get to complain yeah. about why it's not the best thing to like in its category. Right. You, don't, you don't get to talk about it. Another thing that you don't like instead of the thing you like, just pure liking. Pure liking. It's like Facebook, I guess. Just kidding. It's not like Facebook at all. It's the opposite of Facebook. <laughs> the opposite of Facebook. Um, so uh, we start every show with something called follow up. Follow up. Which is we from the last show, which is the second one from the top. Yeah. Uh, on our website, samandrosslikethings.com. Uh, no one has uh, sent me anything to my P.O. box. Still. Still. Tell me your P.O. box address. My P.O. box is uh, P.O. box 259 one four, Richmond, Virginia, two three two six zero. Dash five nine one four. So dash, I guess it is right. It is a dash. Okay. Um, and uh, my name is Sam Davies. And so, if someone sends us something to the PO box, mm-hmm. we were gonna bring. We were gonna have a drawing, assuming like t- dozens of people sent things. Correct. Then we would, if it was practical, have the person come on the show that was the rules right Weren't those? those are the rules yeah. so if you want to come on and talk about something you like yeah sam and ross and a guest like things correct do the stuff we just said send a thing to sam's p.o box it doesn't even really have to whatever you want send right. literally anything anything well, that's anything legal that's to legal send to send to, yeah. and i mean there is that cards against humanity thing where they literally sent poop i think they had to have it sterilized though first right all right well still i'd prefer you not send me sterilized poop (laughs) just (laughs) a preference but we're here to talk about things we do like (laughs) right and i like getting mail yeah um also follow up i got a haircut today it It felt great looks very nice did you did they um tell any good jokes or have any good chats or was it mostly a silent haircut no it was a good good haircut um my barber elliot uh discovered that uh he uh that I enjoy talking about uh, survivalist things. Oh, is from, he also a fellow survivalist? Not from a creepy, like, uh, creepy, I, I don't own a firearm. So, like, yeah. not in that type of way, but in, like, so uh, there are zombies. What will, would you mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. And so we talked about that. You're not a doomer or a prepper, as they no, say. No, I'm not actually prepping. Um, does, is Elliot aware of Sam and Ross Like Things, the podcast? Uh, how could he not be? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's heavily featured in the previous episode, episode I know, 10. I know. Um, okay. Elliot, if you're out there. Maybe we could have him come on. Uh, if if he weird. sends something to my P.O. box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so that that's my follow-up. My, uh, my lip, my wife can now see it, though she has not seen it yet. You are seeing me before my wife. I like it. I can see your lip. Your lip looks yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Um, I, have a, I drank Miller High Life. We had many snow days. Uh, recently, and so we were, my family was entirely trapped within our house, so I consumed very many Miller High Lifes, and among, uh, and, you know, all sorts of alcohol, really, <laughs> <laughs> but High Life was prominently featured. Awesome. So, Ross. Yes. 
believe I went first last time, so mm-hmm. it's your turn to go first this week. And what you like is having a year theme or theme year for right. the media you consume. That is Tell correct. me about that. So this and this is a thing I like, but it is not my I did not come up with the idea. You're hedging. That's true. I am hedging. I like this thing a lot, and I want to give credit. How about that? That, that sounds better? great. I want to give credit to Susan Housen, who is the one who came up with this idea to pick a theme each year. Um, for the and it started out as books only. Pick a theme each year, like a reading theme. And the idea behind this is um, book clubs sound cool, but often in reality they aren't the coolest. Um, and things that were trouble that we were trying to. to keep from a book club where having folks that you know and like um, that are reading the same kinds of things so you can hear their smart people thoughts on the things you're reading mm-hmm. things that we didn't like that we wanted to kind of improve upon were meeting in physical space is challenging often and like the schedule and pacing of like everyone must finish the book by x date um, it's, it's depending on the book and depending on the you know time of the year or whatever uh, can also be challenging so she came up with this idea where we would have a theme to read upon and we wouldn't necessarily be reading the same things at the same time um, or even the same books throughout the year, but just on this theme where you could say, oh, man, you know, this is Year of Fantasy, which was 2009. We read a bunch of fantasy books. And I was like, oh, I love this set of books from Year of Fantasy. You should try them out. Or, hey, I read this really famous fantasy book. It was terrible. Don't read it. Don't waste your time. So that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. And then as the year progresses, you can kind of start to see, like, oh, here is, like, a theme across a theme within a theme, a theme across fantasy novels. Like, here is a thing I'm seeing in these very different books. Like, are you seeing that in the stuff you're reading? And then you can have those smart people conversations um, about fantasy novels as a as a whole. So tell me more about um, the smart people conversation bit. Like, how did those come? Do they just come up casually during hangs? Yeah, casually during hangs, or usually when someone finishes a book that they're very excited about, they be like, OMG, like, you have to read this. And it's either like, oh, I also read it, or I have not read it. And here are like 10 things that blew my mind about this book, or not in a spoilery way, but like, whoa, this book because of these things. And I think you'll like it because I heard you talk about this other fantasy book or whatever. Yeah, so um, you're a fantasy. Yeah, you're a fantasy. I have them all listed. Would you like to hear them? So I would far? love to hear. Okay, so 2009 was your fantasy. 2010 was year of North and South. That's America, North, American North and South. How, how does that work? We Tell read, me more about that theme. We read books that felt New Englandy, mm-hmm. including like I think my favorite New Englandy one. Well, were a lot of them. It was like The Bell Jar is like New Englandy in its mm-hmm. feel. Even Moby Dick, I think, fell into the Northern category there. Um, and what else? Oh, uh, Prayer for Owen Meany which is an amazing book. Like, all three of those books are amazing, and they're very, like, northerny feeling. And then southerny stuff we read, like Gone with the Wind, and um, what's that Carson McCullers book that I love? Uh, whatever it is, it's awesome, and it's uh, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, these things that feel very southerny. Um, and that was awesome just to see how different the south and the north kind of are and, like, the things that a lot of times, like, southern books are just, like, terrible and depressing right because sometimes living in the south during turns turns of various centuries has been you know depressing um and sometimes they're very like 
high, not that the Northern books aren't depressing, but it's usually like lots of high and lofty expectations for the people in the, in the bustling North and they fail to meet those expectations and have terrible lives or whatever. So that was North and South. It was awesome. North and South was probably my favorite year. Um, 2011 was Russians. Susan hated Russians. I thought Russians was super challenging, mm-hmm. but incredibly rewarding. Uh, 2012 was Year of Best Adapted Screenplay, which is we read books from which the Adapted Screenplay nominees were made, and that was a lot of fun. 2013 was Year of the Sea. 2014 was Year of Madness. 2015, I took a comic book sabbatical and just read comic books. I read read comic books and The Martian, which is basically (laughs) a comic book. And then this year is Year of War. Year of War. War. What is it good for? I don't know. I haven't figured. I've only read one book so so far. So tell me about... This is you and your friend, Susan. Yeah. Uh, how does uh, the theme get chosen? We usually, come November, we start having arguments about what the theme should be. Are, are the, is it argumentative? Does there eventually become sens- consensus? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, it's someone will defeat the other one with their top pick. I don't, I'm not sure that we've had, I th- maybe Russians. So you're saying Susan picks. No, because I've got Russians. Oh really? Yeah, and she reluctantly came on came on board with the Russians, but usually it's it's someone has a strong opinion and the other person acquiesces to the strong. So opinion. you mentioned earlier this is for. Any have you done this for anything other than books? So this year is the first year I'm going movies as well. Okay. Oh, one important one important facet. This is not an exclusive theme. So like, if you want to read, Twilight. And who doesn't? Who do it right now? Like it doesn't prevent you from reading other stuff. Um, which is nice because sometimes like Year of Russians can feel oppressive if all you have to do <laughs> yeah. is like, pick up yet another like extremely long Russian novel. Um, so it's nice. There's freedom. You don't only have to watch movies about war, but you kind of want to. It's nice to be able to focus in. So are you doing the same theme? Yeah, Year of War for movies too. And I've watched three movies this year, I think, for war. Hey, it's, you're going to run out of movies. There aren't that many movies about war. <laughs> only, only like 10 million. <laughs> well, yeah. That sounds that sounds fun. It is fun. I like it. It gives me focus. And actually, if it, just like filling your your rings on your Apple Watch for fitness or whatever, it's nice to like have a goal of like oh ten or twelve books towards the theme, you know, thirty movies to the theme or whatever. Um, and, I, and it it helps. And we talked about this a little bit earlier today or the other day. It helps when you want to sit down and watch like season six of Falling Skies, produced by Steven Spielberg, which is terrible. And just waste your life doing that. Or you're like, well, you know, maybe I'll watch a movie about war and at least I can, like, tally it. It counts for something. It you're counts for something, wasting totally. wasting your time. Yeah. And even if it could be a bad movie about war, it still feels more worth my time than Falling Skies Season 10 or whatever. Yeah. And if you want to join in. How do I, how do, I do such a thing? Just do it. You just say, yeah, I would love to read books about war, watch movies about war, uh, read comics about war, whatever, and just keep a list. I use Goodreads and Letterboxd for books and movies, respectively. Gotcha. Anyone out there, too, do it. And we can chat on the, on Twitter or whatever. And how can people find you on Twitter? I am at Ross Catro. At Ross Catro. R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O. Hashtag Year of War. Yeah. I usually use Y-O. War. Y-O-W-A-R. I actually put Yo a hyphen war. in there. But sometimes the hyphen gets stripped out, whatever. Yo, War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. There you go. That's the thing I like. Awesome. Cool. It is now your turn. Thanks. Your topic is a new... Elect- I feel like we do maybe a lot of technology stuff on the show. I don't know. 
but that's who we are. In I mean, last week I did a, did haircuts. The original technology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so this week is one of your newest devices, a Kindle. Is it a? You tell me. Is, is it sure. a new Kindle? And I would like to start with knowing the make and model. Okay. Um, I don't know the exact make and model. This is a Kindle Paperwhite. Paperwhite. That's really what I was looking for, Paperwhite. Yeah, and it is the most recent one, the 300 DPI one. Mm. So, story. Um, I've been reading electronic books for a while. I even read them on Palm Pilot. And I was mostly using my iPad, and um, my spouse, she has been reading on Kindles forever. Like, oh, it's easier on my eyes, et cetera, et cetera. It's lighter. And I was just like, eh, I'll just use my iPad. And then this Christmas, uh, my oldest daughter received a Kindle for Christmas. She reads all the time. And so now she carries something that's a lot lighter with her mm-hmm. all the time. This is not like one of the Kindle Fire iPads. No, these things, are all, right? oh, sorry, Kindles. these are e-ink Kindles. So, okay. So um, my wife had one, my oldest daughter had one, and I felt left out. <laughs> so... After Christmas, I used um, some Amazon gift certificate uh, that I received to impart uh, pay for this Kindle Paperwhite. It's so small, by the way. Which I have now fallen in love with. Um, It is a device that does exactly one thing, which is let you read stuff. Mm -hmm. But it does that incredibly well. Um, The high DPI-ness of the screen is super nice to look at the text Um, is the text comparable to like a retina screen yeah it's it's like retina quality okay um the paper white has a backlight uh, or like it's not backlight it's like side light but it's basically designed to be easy on your eyes so you can read it in bed right and not have a giant light is it a situation where uh, if you shine it in your sleeping partner's face, they would awake. awake. No, because it's got an adjustable thingy. Oh, okay. So you could turn it all the way down, and your sleeping partner would be like, oh, whatever. Whoa. It's a lot smaller than a, than I imagined it would be. So what I like about it, there, there are many, many things. Um, and I actually made notes. Ooh. So um, it's incredibly light. You don't get the iPad smack in the face. Mm. A which, real thing. Which is a real thing that happens. Um and it does the reading thing really well, but it also because it can only do one thing. Like, you aren't tempted, like I am, to, like, I'll just look at Twitter. Right. Or I'll go do play on the internet and not read my book. But it also, when someone else in the house sees you with it, they're like, oh, he's just reading a book. That's yeah. cool. As opposed to, oh, he's not paying attention to his kids because he's playing on an iPad. No, he's not paying attention to his kids because he's reading a book. Which is why... Why? Yeah. Whatever. No, this we is can a talk show about where that. we like things. No, we can talk about that. Why oh. is that different? Yeah, why but is it different? But it is. And I, I, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I have I prefer an iPad to a laptop because it even it's, it levels up to another level. Yeah. If you're on a laptop, then you're like triple ignoring your family right. versus just double ignoring But I'm your just family. reading a book. I can put it down. I can do whatever. But I'm I, fascinated I, by that because that is a true thing. It is a true thing, but it... The truth makes it a be- uh, It makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kindle stuff, which is Amazon's library of eBooks, is to the point where they're pretty family friendly now. So Kat and I can buy books separately and have one shared account. Nice. We can also designate which books are okay to go on the kids' iPad. Cool. So she obviously doesn't need like um, Twilight. 
yet. Yet. Um, uh, if for those of you who are um, conscious about sort of lock-in, you can sideload ebooks onto it. You just plug it in, and it shows up as a hard drive, and you can just drag ebooks into it. Can you? I'm sorry. You keep going. I have no, no, no. Um, but it also has. So when I say it does one thing well, really well, it like is better than a book in lots of ways. So where it's better than a book, um, uh, Kindle books, not ones you sideload, but ones you buy, have this feature called X-ray. Oh yeah, which I'm familiar with this you're familiar from, from, from movies. From movie, yeah. Movies. But so I've been rereading the Song of Ice and Fire, commonly known as. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. there are lots of characters, and this might would even help you during the Russians year, where you basically tap and hold on somebody's name, and then it'll show you, like, with no spoilers, everything that's been about that character so far. Whoa. Are they, like, little excerpts? Like, just a fine... Sometimes it's ex- excerpts. Sometimes it's, like, a Wikipedia, like, summary of, like, this is Sir Jeros. He is from this isle. He is a member of the Kingsguard. Does it pop whatever. up their flag business? Um, no, it doesn't. It's not that smart, but you can go get all that yeah. stuff. But... That is super better useful. than a book. Yeah. Um, What's its definition situation like? Does oh, it's it got a dictionary in there, and it'll also look up Wikipedia and all right. that stuff. Um, you have choices in the in the in the corner of like what status you show. You can just have it do like pages, but my favorite is it'll tell you it'll calculate your normal reading pace, and it'll tell you how many minutes you have left in the chapter. Whoa! Also very useful. Yeah. So it's like okay. I'm not going to start. I'm going to go pay attention to my family because this next chapter is like 20 minutes long. Right. But if it was five minutes, like I'll just read one more chapter. They won't miss me for five more minutes. Right. Um, you can do the normal ebook things like highlights, take notes. Um, and I haven't really been using it before, but it has ma- it has really good because I think Amazon owns it. Goodreads integration. So Goodreads is a site where you share what you read. So you can just highlight things and hit a button and it'll share to Goodreads. Whoa, nice. You can um, hit a button and it'll update your progress in Goodreads. So it's like I'm halfway through Game of Thrones. Um, It'll let you go into Goodreads and keep, like, if you were inclined to just buy the books. Like, oh, this was the stuff that's on my to-read list. And then it'll be right there and you tap it and get the sample or whatever. That's awesome. I've been on Goodreads for, like, a decade. Yeah. Um, But... I also um, am not inclined to buy all my books, so you can get books from the library right onto your Kindle. Can you like? So how that works is you go to the library's website, and you basically tie it to your Amazon account. You don't have to use that crappy OverDrive business. No. Whoa. And you hit the thing, and it sends it to your Kindle, and you just read it there. And a pro tip: um, so the thing has Wi-Fi. You can also buy it with with three Genus. You don't need the three genus, yeah. but if you are about to hit your time on a book, you can just turn off the Wi-Fi, <laughs> <laughs> and it stays there till you finish the book. That's awesome. So yeah. what if I wanted to read like an article from the internet? Can I do that on there or not? It has an experimental browser. I'm, not used to, I'm doing finger quotes. That's yeah. what they call it. Um, I don't really do that because I've been reading books. Right. Um, but I've been really digging reading books. It makes me feel smarter. So how, did you were you on a book hiatus, a comic book sabbatical? No, I was reading books. I was just doing it on the iPad or but I was using the OverDrive app and stuff like that. Are you reading different books because you have this now? No, what, I'm, what's I'm, the what's the why do you feel smarter? Um because I'm reading more. Ah, uh, okay. It's not that 
I wasn't reading before, but because this thing is a, almost a guilt-free device, mm. I'm reading more. What do you have? Um, how many? Do you have like a goal? I feel like that's not a thing you'd be into <laughs> a, bu- a book number goal. Well, Goodreads really wants you to have a goal, and so I set mine at three. Three for for, for the, the year, year and I already I already made it. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. I kind of want one. It's nice looking in your hand over there. Yeah, I'll let you let you play with it. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Love um. So, you. I would say even if because I'm a iOS guy, iPhone guy, like it does reading really well. And what is the cost of it? Do you know that? Yep. So, I think you, they go on sale periodically. The Paperwhite hovers between like a hundred dollars and a hundred and thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and there is a. You have to pay more to not have ads on it, which I did. Well, interesting. Where it will show you ads on the lock screen or whatever. Do um, Oh, and Amazon has this weird thing where they'll let you buy Kindles for um, 0% interest. They'll just charge you like a fifth of it for five months. So I'm like, all right. I guess, yeah, they want you in the store, getting in the store and buying stuff, right? I guess. Yeah, it's a total loss leader for them. Is there a way, maybe a gray, a gray way to get all of the books that I own in the iTunes store out of there and in, onto a paperweight? You were talking about um, circumventing copy protection in mm. order to... I, just theoretically, you know. In order to make use of your fair use protections? Yeah. Um, so it is illegal to circumvent copy protection, but it is within the realm of fair use to move things from one device to another. Um such software exists that could circumvent copy protection. However, I believe it would be, um, I'm, you can't tell people how to do it right? because of stupid laws. Hmm. So, yes. Um, yeah. I'm just like, it's been really cool. Valerie, like since Apple rolled out their family thing, mm-hmm. Valerie, my wife, has a trillion books that she's bought from iTunes, and it's been awesome now I can like I just one of the books for Year of War that I just read was All the Light That We Can All the Light That You Cannot See or That We Cannot See. And it was a book she had read a couple years ago and it's like, oh now I have like right a, here. this whole library of things. So there's a free and open source software called Calibre. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Yep. So check because a lot of a, a non zero amount of iBooks books are actually DRM free. Oh. Um the author can do that. I mean it's probably not most of them, but some of them might be, and you could just drag them over and hit the little convert to Kindle format, and they'll go. Cool. And then the others, you would need to circumvent copy yeah. protection, um, which, you know, I, I'm, I have no problem saying that um, I think that's an act of civil disobedience that you can be morally okay with of converting the book format of a book you bought. Yeah. I think um, that is something that... The law does not agree with public sentiment. So um, I'm into this. I, I like the idea of my son, who's seven, having something like this because he has an iPad that he's on like a million hours to the point where like you like it's getting a little out of control. I think, but this would be nice because like whatever, read as much as you want. Yep, it even has like a reading goal. So it's like if my kid's homework assignment for a bunch of her year so far has been read 15 minutes every night or read yeah. half an hour every night and it'll like have that timer there 
like how much she's read. Normally she'll blow past it because she just likes reading. But can you put PDFs on there? Yeah. This is great. This might become a thing that Ross likes too. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So, um, Ross, uh, where can people find show notes for this episode? Show notes for this episode will be at salmonrosslikethings.com. Uh, this is episode 11, I think. So it'll be at the top labeled as such, episode 11. Where can they find you, Sam? Sure. You can find me on the internet as at Mr. Beefy on Twitter. And don't forget to send him stuff through his yep. P.O. box. And you can find me on the internet at Ross Catro. Still on Peach. Still on Peach. Still on Peach at Ross Catro. So hit me on the Peach. <laughs> Bye. See ya.